What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Unapologetically Black Male, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and systems. Once again, my name is Dwayne Pate. Shout out to my co-host, EJ Stewart. Shout out to our sponsor, the J. Pope and Associates. As you all know, um, this is podcast is meant to highlight the, uh, the success stories of African-American men and how they got to where they are right now and just kind of continue to you know, provide this source of encouragement, you know, because this is something that we need to hear on a regular basis. Uh, we have a special guest for you today. Oh, but make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, all that good stuff. Follow us on all social media. We'll touch that a little, little bit at the end. He's in, and you know, we can kind of hear his story about how he got to where he is right now. All right, cool. It chopped up just a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I think that you was throwing it to me. Yeah, um, I'm the, you got it. It's a you. It's all you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, my name is Victorious. Uh, my young people call me Brother Victorious. I'm kind of, that's uh, kind of follow me um, as an educator. Uh, I've been an educator for about close to two decades. Um, and currently in the last two years or so, um, going on two years, I just opened up. Um, a smoothie shop. Well, now two. Um, one at Camp Springs and one at Brandywine. Um, the name of the shop is called Spizzy. So I own two smoothie shops. And in those shops, I employ my former youth that I would taught and uh, work with um, in Prince George's County. Um, so it's a celebration of our county. Um, I'm from Prince George's County. I'm from the same place that I put my stores in. Uh, and, you know, that's pretty much been my story. Uh, in, in my in my 40 years uh you know what i'm saying in my adult life you know what i mean awesome awesome now you say you spent over 20 years in education yeah um like how how has that like what what kind of led you to get into education and like what was the the kind of motive and kind of grind to kind of make sure that you got i guess pull back into some of that some of the people that you you know yeah man that's a that's a that's a that's a good question i think um, you know, I was a, I used to work, man. I'm from Forsville, and for those who don't know, like Forsville, Maryland, um, which is in Prince George's County. And I used to work at this, I used to work in Forsville Mall. Um, I used to work at JC Penney um, when I was, I started like at 16, I think 16 or something like that. I used to sell suits in the suit department <laughs> at 16, right? Um, and it was a store manager. Uh, his name, I never forget his name, dude, was Ronald Root. He was a white dude, short white dude. Um, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I, uh, you know what I'm saying? was 16, 17. I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to take his job. Right. And so that was my whole goal. When I went to college, I went to college as a business management major. And I was like, man, I'm going to take his job. And, um, I had no reason. To, I was just like, I don't know. That was just what <laughs> I wanted to do. Right. <laughs> uh, when I got into college, um, I was taking my accounting classes. And when I started taking my accounting classes, I was like, dog, these jokes are busting my head wide open. This is, <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't interesting to me. Um, mm. And it was busting my head and I was trying and I was just killing me. Calculus was murdering me. Like, yeah, it was just, it was just a different situation. But what I was passing was my African, uh, my African diaspora class and my mm. and my history classes, man, I was loving them joints and like turned up in them and like learning and just like super excited about them. And at the same time, I you know I'm I ain't had no paper, I ain't had no bread, so I was working my way through college. So I was a mentor in, uh, at Morgan State for the Kaumba program, 
while I was mentoring kids in Baltimore City. So I was like, I was loving it. I was loving like the, you know what I'm saying, what I was doing. So I was like, I'm loving my history classes. I'm failing accounting and calculus. And I'm loving being a mentor. So I was like, I'm about to change my major. And so my sophomore, yeah, I changed my major to be a history teacher. Um, You know, I had to, you know what I mean? I I took my first uh, like couple semesters. I had to like, because I was focusing my business courses, it, it made me, I had to take like, 21 credits my last few semesters to kind of graduate mm. but i was i was on it man i changed my major and i i, I ain't look back because i i found something i loved and i was just like i'm on it and i'm doing that you know what i mean what what made you come from you know prince george's up to morgan oh hold on hold on time out I, that ain't sound right i don't know i you know what no, I'm saying? No. One one thing growing up in a certain neighborhood taught me is I could hear inflections, brother. That didn't <laughs> sound too good coming from you. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, I got you know, I got to deal with, I got to deal with you people. Uh, yeah, time, you know, I, I don't I know, know you people. I know what it must feel like. I don't know what school you went to, but I know it wasn't great. I, I, only, I only went to the Delaware State University. You know. You oh know, man, I, you I didn't know. even know that school still existed. <laughs> um, but, but, but terrible. Yeah. terrible. <laughs> nah, the Great Morgan State. I come from a real big family, man. I come from, um, you know, my brothers, my brother, my oldest brother I seen went first. And then mm. my brother Truth, me and my brother Truth graduated in the same class. We were interesting. In fact, we was born in the same year. He was born in January. I was born in November. So wow. we all went to the same school in, in order to save money. We all lived in the same house when we was up mm. there. All my brothers, my brother was going to Baltimore City. My other brother was still in uh, high school and middle school. So we was all living in the same house at the mm. same time, like from ages 20 to like 14 so it was mm. it was a different time bro <laughs> it, was a, it was a different time but yeah yeah tell us, State was, it. tell us tell us what it was like you know coming up in in, in prince george's county you know just um what was going on around that time you know um the household and and just how it was to to become you know a young man and 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 the man you've become today yeah man that's a good question bro like you know, I, I grew up in Forsville, man. In Forsville in the in the nineties, uh, man, uh, late eighties was it was it was different, bro. It was different, man. You know, I like to say a lot of times, you know, we ain't have a lot coming up, but what we did have was 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 enough. You know what I'm saying? I feel like what we what we had was uh, what we did have was an abundance of love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so though we was impacted by many of the things and though, you know, you were impacted by drugs, you're impacted by violence, you know what I'm saying? All these things going on around you. Um, one thing that I had, man, my father, my mother, my brothers, we was, I mean, solid, you know what I'm saying? So um, that kind of grounded us and kept us, um, kept us moving on the, on the right, on the right path. You know what I'm saying? We had pop, we had powerful leadership. And I was just talking to a homie today who went to Suitland with me. So I went to Suitland, graduated from Suitland, in 99 and we was talking about like how powerful suitland was in the in the late 90s man like we had some powerful leaders in our school man who just kind of like guided us and kind of showed us um you know what i mean kind of showed us the ropes and showed us and showed us the way to go um and still to this day there's many brothers and sisters who went to suitland during that time who are doing some amazing things man like i can like lawyers doctors cartoonists you know what i'm saying engineers you know what I'm saying? Everything that you could think of, business owners, um, 
So it was, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was different. Forsville was different during that time, but we was also we we also had a lot of love and a lot of protection for one another. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Yeah, can you can you speak to like some of those those influences that were at Suitland High School? Like if you can give us give us your I mean, I know it's probably several, but give us like yeah. maybe your top two or three. Yeah, my top um, one is my top one is forever, <laughs> Mr. Robinson. Like he's okay. like, you know what I'm saying? He's he's now a college professor at um in, in, in the South. And you know what's interesting? Mr. Robinson mm. is the reason why I'm married to the woman that I'm married to. Like, so I met my oh, wife okay. and, and uh, I, my senior year, she was in her junior year. She had just transferred to Suitland. I was there, you know what I'm saying? So we, we was, I was Forsville bred. So I was like Drew Freeman, Concord, Morningside. Mm. Like I was coming up in PG County, like in that area of PG County. And um, so when I seen her, she worked at JCPenney too. I didn't know she went to the school though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So when I seen her, I was like, oh, oh, you went to my, you know what I'm saying? You you go, you work at my uh, job. That's what, exactly what I said to her. You work at my job. Like, I own the job. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, I know you went here. And uh, so she had to ask around about me. You know what I'm saying? Because she ain't know who I was. You know what I'm saying? So she mm-hmm. asked around. And Mr. Robinson overheard or somehow overheard that she was talking to me to some some degree. And she he told her, like, yeah, he a good dude. And I was like, that's my man forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but dude, like, you know, when you think about the nuances of like what a teacher does and the power of, of teachers and like how they have to know and build relationships with you, like that, there's power in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I made it one day when uh, I used to do, um, I still do like trainings. Like I train, I go to different conferences and I teach teachers, um, or culture responsive teaching, a variety of different things. And one day, one time I was at a conference and my man, Mr. Robinson, was at the same conference I was presenting at. He was presenting at it, too. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, yo, I made it. You know what I'm saying? But he is the he is everything that I base my my teaching after, my teaching style, how I relate mm. to kids. Like, he was that guy who, like, motivated me to kind of want to do better. And the leader was assistant. It was not a, this lady named uh, Dr. Allen. Um, mm. And she was like, just, man, she she led with love, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But she also held you accountable. But, man, we had so many people, man. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Edmonds, let, let our rights of passage program where he we went into different elementary schools and was mentor elementary school students, man. Like, it was just so many things that we was, um, that we had access to um, mm-hmm. that was grounded in love, you know what I'm saying? So it was beautiful, man. It's a beautiful time, bro. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard and met uh, many people from Superman that just you know, are very proud of being from there and, you know, having that tradition. And, and so that's that's pretty dope, man. Yeah. You you were talking about how all three of uh, your brothers and yourself were living in the household together, man. I mean, how, how was that growth in, in that experience? <laughs> Bro, I don't even, like, you, you know, it's one of those things, you don't even want to remember it no more. Like, that was, that was a time, bro, like, man... Well, what we do know is I will never live with my brothers again. Like we, we, can, we can stamp that. We can put that in the, you know what I'm saying? Like that was, we, we just had to survive those years. But nah, for real, like what it really did was it, I think that it proved how, how beautiful our family was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How much trust my parents had in us. Because you got to, like, I had literally, I had a brother in middle school while we was in college. And we was responsible for making sure that he was in school, taking care of him. Like, mm-hmm. Like, that's a different level of, you know, responsibility. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
and just leading by example. So what it did for us is just it we had a lot of fun in the house, a little probably like too much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, I think, learned from the experience about how to like like how to be responsible for each other, be responsible for ourselves, you know, and get in and out of college, right? And still have fun, but you know what I'm saying, be able to manage ourselves and manage ourselves in a way that show respect to our, our our names and our and our lineage, you know what I'm saying? So but it was a it was a time, bro. Morgan and the Morgan was Morgan was a good time, man. We had a good time. Yeah. I, I made some road trips myself. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. So in this in this instance, like your your little brother basically came up that way to live with y'all solely for the purpose of living with y'all and Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. And a lot of people don't really know that, but like we was deep, man. We was like five or six deep, man, in three bedroom mm-hmm. up in up off of uh, Moravia Road, bro. Like just making it happen. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to make it happen, making sure that we we was, you know, doing everything that we needed to do to to survive and thrive in Baltimore. Because it because we moved from Baltimore. I mean, from Fordsville to Baltimore, and like, mm-hmm. we know Baltimore is a whole nother. You know what I'm saying? A whole nother monster. You got to respect. Like, you got to respect the culture in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be able to survive and and be able to... Yeah. So, it was a lot. We had to learn real fast. 18 <laughs> years old, just stomping in Baltimore City, thinking you... You know what I'm saying? So, that was a whole nother thing that we had to learn and develop. You know what wow. I'm saying? What do, you, what do you think that that environment... You know, because I'm just thinking, like... I'm just thinking... I, I couldn't imagine it. But you know that that environment of being able to have that brotherhood, having I'm a I'm gonna think some ways and flexibility to just literally grow together. Like, what do you? How do you think that really impacted y'all as men today? Man, it's everything, bro. Like, I can't. There is no real way to. I don't. You know, it's one of those things that you don't really know what you're doing until you get out of it. Like you don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite know what was happening or how we was, how we were being perceived, how people saw us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how we was moving through the campus. Um, I didn't. You know, there's because I, in my mind, I can't think of anybody else who who I came across who had that same experience that we had, right? Mm-hmm. And so you re- you start to get it when you get a little further out of it. But me and my brothers, man, we like. And you know, my sister, I have a sister too, so I always say, man, my brothers, but she I got one sister and she always like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we um it did nothing but bring us closer, right? And be able mm-hmm. and for us to be able to understand, because I don't think you can move through the world as in in a world of oppression by yourself, right? You gotta be able to have some lineage and some people that you can rock with or connect with and and bounce ideas off. I mean, we went through so many things, man. Like I remember. My first year in college, um, my oldest brother is a beast. He's smart. It's all get out, right? Mm-hmm. And so my first year in college, you know, I'm 17, man, trying to make it work. I don't know what I'm doing for real. I got papers to write. I got all kinds of stuff. And so I'm 17-year-old, and I'm writing my papers, and I'm giving them to my brother to read and check and look at. And my brother, like, nah, this garbage. Do it over. Like, my brother. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, like, that's the kind of... You know, experience that that you had, but it's the same time my brother, who I'm talking to, like, oh, she liked me, or you know, what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of experience. So your brothers is like my brothers were, um, I guess the cornerstone and the backbone of me being able to survive, and I'm hoping I was able to do that the same for them. 
right? Um, but we all too involved in different things. Like we all different individuals. Like I'm a completely different individual than my oldest brother or than my brother Truth, right? Or my brother Powerful, or my brother Divine. Like we different, all different humans. But but at the same time, we like we gotta hold we hold each other down in a way that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily I ain't necessarily see coming up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's definitely dope that you had that experience and that you you know that you've learned a lot. And like how, what you've learned from that, how ha, how has that helped you like with your your personal family? Like what are some yeah. things that you recognize yeah. that like, all right, this worked. I'm going I, I know this works. I know this doesn't work. So let me try to go yeah. this way to kind of yeah. make sure. Yeah. First know. things first. I, I only had one son. I wasn't having a whole bunch of my team. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. Dog. He is upstairs. I got one. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Like, mm. I knew that I also had a lot of brothers, so he would have a lot of cousins, right? So they all mm. meet, right? Like, is they they a mob? But um, I think the biggest thing is family first, man. Like, family over everything, right? Um, but at the same time, now we all have our individual families. Like, everybody got, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I was, I went to go, uh, went to go see my brother the other day. Um, my brother truth and i realized like this he was the closest to me coming up because we were so close in age and we went through every grade together right mm-hmm. um and i i went to sit with him and i'm like yo i thought to myself i'm like damn i don't even be i i don't hang with him as much anymore because mm-hmm. you're just so caught up in your life you know what i'm saying but when you when i do get to connect with him it's like oh it's the same thing and so the thing that we try to build and the thing that i learned from the relationship with my brothers is that love is first that's primary you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and we always take care of each other even with my store right the other day i had some you know covid is all over the place so trying mm-hmm. to manage a business and with covid is just all over the place right so i had i ran into a jam where my staff had families had covid and they had to like stay in quarantine and then it was just a lot i had to call my my family my brothers and my man to like go work in the shop Right. I was like, bro, I, I need I, I gotta open. I ain't got nobody. Them dudes dropped everything they needed, everything they was doing, went to the shop, worked the whole day. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm like. When you talk about like trying to survive and get through the, you know what I'm saying, get through oppression, you gotta have people with you. And my brothers, and we and I hope to instill that same thing in my son. Like when he with his cousins and he rocking with his family, like that's first. Like your family's first before anything, like. That's first, you know what I'm saying, and that's how we move. That's how we always move. That's how we was taught to move, like by my father, because mm. he he a different breed. Like, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. That's just that's just what it is, you know. Hey, talk about him. Tell tell us about him and the and the lessons because you know the thing that I was I'm gathering gathering rather from just your experience with your brother is that communal positive brotherhood at such an early age. I was just wondering in my head, you know, was there that gang influence, neighborhood influence, you know, not necessarily where you were, but just was it there or was it something that you was able to just knock away because of the influence from your father and then your brotherhood influence? Yeah, the hood. Oh, the hood is always there. Like, that's you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't that's there. Uh, But, you know, I'll give credit to my mom, my pops and my moms. Like, my mom's is. My, I'll start with my mom. She a G. Like I, I don't really, you know, as a man, you don't understand fully the moves of a woman, right? Because you, you, you move through the, you move through the world as a man, right? Mm-hmm. But my mom, bro, like she, 
you know, my moms and my pops ain't quite work out. Like they was, they was together, ain't quite work. You know what I'm saying? So they was kind of on and off most of my life. And most of my life, I just lived primarily with my mother. We all did. And I was thinking like, yo, how my mother was able to like manage that? Like she worked jobs where they weren't necessarily valuing her in that way, but she, we always had food. We always, you know what I'm saying? She couldn't come up to the school all the time because she was on a, on, you know what I'm saying? Public transportation, but we all made it out, made it out of school with honors. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's power, right? And so my father was always right here. Like if my mom lived here, my father was like right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like every day or every, we always saw our pops, right? Like he was always there. Um, but what I realized, my father was like a, my father was born in the Bronx. Right, he was raised mm. in New York. So was my mother. Right, they great, from great men, great yeah. people, <laughs> great people. Absolutely. Yeah, so they they from they from New York. My father though um, was a you know I like that. I always use the example of Nas when I think about my father. Right, he's like an educated gangster. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he's like super powerful, smart, this like mega intelligent. I remember him saying, saying to me, telling me how much the earth weighs and how far the sun is away from the earth. Like, I remember him just like telling me stuff like that as a young one. I mean, you could, uh, my names, our father named us, right? My name is Victorious Jihad. Like, you, very, you, you, very, very five, uh, you very got supreme it. And you got it. Uh, you got it, right? Yeah, I can so, tell off the top. So, my father was, um, you know, always had that edge about him. As it mm. relates to like, and and I think that we all have that, right? Because he, you know, is this 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 understanding, this knowledge, of like you know, we ain't gonna be played for no fool. Like you ain't gonna, you know, what I'm saying disrespect us, but we come in peace. Like we come mm. with a in a very peaceful um, uh, manner and how we move through the world. And I think that is what helped us survive in the midst of uh, hoods, right? Because. That's all. I think that is the cat. That's how you survive. Like I come with respect. I'm always greeting you with peace. I'm greeting you with love. I'm greeting you with understanding. Like anytime I see you, I'm look you in the eye and like show you all kinds of respect. Um, but you know, as you know, what I'm saying you also you also move with a chip on your shoulder because you know what's happening. You know, it's wolves out here, right? So mm-hmm. you're trying to do, and that's the that is the 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 cognitive load that black men have to manage. And if you are too heavy or low on one of the sides, it, it, your chances of survival are slim. So it's this very fine balance you have to walk when you are young and black and growing up in a country trying to destroy you, right? You have to work, you have to walk a real unique, fine balance. And I think we still trying to find that balance today. So no matter how many degrees I got, no matter if I own businesses, right? I'm still moving in this, balance like all right how much of this how much of that like how much you think you're gonna play me how much you you know what i'm saying how much peace do i need to show you so it's that it's that real unique balance you know what i'm saying i see you now in your head because that is the black man experience, <laughs> right I, that we don't that we don't articulate all yes. the time and we don't black, talk about what, all you the said time. you called the black man's experience i like our yeah. balance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i 100% agree with that one because that's that 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 daily mental toll mm. And I, I really don't think we talk. I mean, of course, we don't talk about it a lot because men we're taught, you know, we weren't always taught to be so emotionally open mm-hmm. and vulnerable. Yeah. So when it comes to talking about like how we feel and like that kind of mental toil that we gotta, you know, do I gotta do I gotta jack somebody up today or mm-hmm. do I gotta come in peace and say, mm-hmm. all right, no, I'm gonna chill because yeah. I gotta look. 
my my son is in, in the back. He's watching, and I can't really show him, you know, <laughs> what I can do. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, what kind of image does that say? Yeah, and that moves to the identity piece, right? The identity mm. or the image of what a black man is supposed to be, right? And that's something that we have to... Like you do two things with stereotypes. You either accept them, right, and mm-hmm. move in them, or you have to actively fight against them. And we have so many that that guide how we move and guide our understandings of the world. There's so many that there's so many that we have to manage every single day. So that's why our cognitive load is so much, right? Because you know, uh, you know, you just say, for example, an Asian man. An Asian man isn't taught generally the stereotype that they have to be tough guys, right? Or they have to be all mm-hmm. these things. So they can move through the world. And see uh, some degree of uh, see some things and, and be and it's and it's okay for them to react in a way that is not aggressive. We, because we grow up around black men, right, and the stereotypical ideas of what black men, we could actually have that same idea in our heads that now nah, we're not going to do that. But we dealing with another brother who might not be as versed as we are, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to figure out that balance and figure out how to survive. And that is what black men are managing and trying to figure out each and every day. So it's not the fact that we don't show out in love, or we don't come with love. We are, we are being oppressed, and we trying to figure out like how do we manage this and navigate this. And our cognitive load is so heavy, which is why you got, you know, our. Um, not just us, but which is why we have uh, black men, you know what I'm saying, just men in general, like suicide rates, drugs and alcohol, escapism, all these different things, because we don't even know what's happening, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, on a daily basis. Yeah, you, 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 hit it, you hit it spot on for me. Um, you know, you, you laid that perfect picture of how that, you know, how you guys had that space you know, where your father was coming from in that lane, it, it just explained everything for me in two two words. And, you know, me, me and D have talked about it on this show, that space of black men, you know, him being the big guy, you know, I'm being relatively big, you know, how, how you even move along around people of other ethnicities and just how they see you. It's it's just, I mean, man, and, and it's, it's something. And I'm wondering... In the business sense, how has that been for you? Any stereotypes, anything you faced being a young black business owner in this lane? Yeah, man. Uh, <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> first things first, they don't, you know, this America, man. I, and I think that I had a, a heck of an idea. Not so, not even knowing that I had a heck of an idea. It's proven to be a great idea, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really feel like I I was denied access to resources and opportunities because of you know being a black man, you know what I'm saying? Like I had, I mean I've been working for a minute to be able to create this uh this business right. Um, and I would go to banks, man, with the perfect uh you know pitch, the perfect business plan, the perfect financials, you know what I'm saying as it relates to like my credit score, everything, man. They just look at me like, nah, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. um, so I think that is how I've been most impacted, right? Um, with like startup money and, and just trying to figure these things out. So I've just had to figure it out myself. You know what I'm saying? Like just grind it out and um, just think of some very creative and innovative ways to kind of do it myself. When I'm in my day to day though, I only surround myself with my people. Right. Like mm-hmm. I surround myself with where I know where to love at. 
and I work with people um, who are similar to me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, that is one thing about business that I knew that I always wanted to do is that I knew that it was enough of us out here to, to work with the people who are like-minded. You know what I'm saying? So I try to keep them wolves from around me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, with business, I realize, man, everybody, everybody is trying to get some of the, some of the money that some, somebody's trying to get, everybody's trying to get something from you. Um, And so I just try to stay away from wolves, man. Like, and, and that's how I try to stay sane. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. I refuse to become what I never wanted to become. Of course, I'm a history major. I understand capitalism. I understand you owning the means of production and people taking advantage of people, wage slavery and all these other things, right? Like, and I don't want my business to move like that, right? I know that how people, um, so I have a smoothie shop. I don't want to answer the question too much, but I got a smoothie shop, right? So I don't want to, there's smoothie shops who serving garbage to our people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They putting, that was the impetus for me starting my company, right? They, they'll put, uh, ice in the smoothies, and they'll put a whole rack of syrup, and then they'll say you got a thirty-two ounce, but like four percent of it is ju- is uh is real fruit, and like you know what I'm saying, ninety-six percent of it is ice and syrup. You know what I'm saying, and like I wanted to like counter that. You know what I'm saying. I didn't want to do stuff that is killing my people, that is mis you know what I'm saying, mismarking and misdirecting people. You know what I'm saying. So when I think about me in this space, I am trying to redesign and recreate a space that is different and new and i know that people aren't used to me or somebody looking like me presenting it Mm -hmm. right um so i fight i battle with that daily um but to some degree it helps too right because i'm new like you like if i'm talking to you about me owning the shop right and i'm like come through the shop and i'm talking like this you like oh bet i'm coming through you know what i'm saying like of course, you know what I'm saying? Because you is is a you feel it, you understand it, but there are other people who see me and they see me as like a a threat or danger, or you know mm. what I'm saying? So it ain't the same, you know what I mean? So it's it it varies, but that's why I opened up my stops in Prince George's County too, because I got a better chance of you know what I'm <laughs> that's true. <laughs> a better chance. So now t- t- now tell tell us about how, how that process was because you said you you have two locations now. You opened, uh, how how um, recent did you open like the second location and what was like the first location open? Yeah, man, we opened the first location as soon as the pandemic hit, bro. Like, boom, like March of 2020. That joint was like, we opened the doors. They was like, close the doors. I was like, yeah, come on, hold on. What you talking about? The pandemic hit hard. Um, and then I just opened the second store like two months ago, two and a half. We just opened up the doors in November. Yeah, we opened up the doors in November. Um, so yeah, we moving, man. We moving on it. You know what I'm saying? I saw the first store was, uh, was successful, right? We started generating some, some revenue and some resources and I'm not one. I don't want like, I don't want for anything, man. I still am a teacher. I still, I still educate teachers. Right. So that's my like mm-hmm. job. Like I, I, um, I train teachers up and down the East coast. So I don't really want for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I have a, a nice house. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm good, right? So when I saw the, the resources in the bank account, I was like, mm, my thing is, I'm building this so that the youngins that I'm working with can have ownership, right? Can be managers, can eventually hopefully run their own stores. Um, 
So it was just it's the it's the it's the next step. So all I'm trying to do is just keep keep all money in Nipsey Hustle, all money in, just you know what I'm saying, and keep kind of refueling it um, so that everybody can can benefit from it. That's dope. Absolutely. And what's the so what's the what's the I guess what's the plan for the future? For five and five years, bro. My plan is five and five years. My plan is to that's my that's my that's that's at the front of my brain. Um Mm -hmm. and that's tough, you know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. you know, this funny, right? Like I I got I I stay with a book, you know what I'm saying? I'm staying (laughs) reading, trying to learn it because you know i always say like i'm a history teacher right like i'm a i'm an educator i got that like i've been doing that 20 years right mm-hmm. this i'm only a year and a half in a year and a quarter and some change right so there's a i'm, I'm behind the eight ball so there's a lot i gotta learn um but the plan is five or five years um and then i got another plan um but my first plan is five and five years and then we're gonna see what we do from there um but yeah because i'm trying to create the four i got four main youngins um, who started with me mm-hmm. and it's and it's more who's like coming on as I kind of move along but I feel very responsible um for these youngins who who ride with me who who you know what I'm saying so I'm trying to I need them to be able to have salaries where they can like you know six figure salaries where they can just work and chill and enjoy mm-hmm. their families and never have to work for a white man you know what I'm saying so I get it that's that's a definitely a great model and definitely appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate appreciate the work you're doing. Uh, you know, and all that you continue to do with the educate with the educators and you know, open a business. I know, kind of de- open a business during a pandemic can be uh, stressful. <laughs> a, 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 stre- a stressful, uh, yet yeah. re- yet rewarding in the in the same sense because what, yeah. what it what it does is pour is pouring back in the community that made you. Yeah, but uh-huh. you know, Dwayne, well, for real, man, what's beautiful about it is I don't know no other way though. So I don't, I don't know what it's like to not have a business and not in the pandemic. Like I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't right, know what it's like. Right. So wow. I'm just that's a, out that's here. That's a great perspective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I'm just out here moving with it. You know what I'm saying? And and I was mad. You know, it's funny, man. Like self talk. Like I was. Uh, I had a, a marketing meeting today because I'm trying to do some online marketing and just doing some some different things. And I was walking to my car. I was like. I already made up in my mind that I'm gonna win. Like it ain't no, mm. I already made it's already made up. So and and there's no talk like self-talk. And it just made it filled me up, man. I, I was smiling, talking to myself on the way to the car, like, watch this. Like talking to myself. So I'm like, it ain't no, I don't care what's gonna come in front of me. I don't care if we shut down again. I don't care like whatever happens, like we gonna move and we're gonna do exactly what we need to do. Cause we've done it before like and that's who I'm, I'm you know what i'm saying i'm i know who i'm i know what i'm my fabric is i know what i'm built from you know what i'm saying mm. like so it ain't no way i'm not gonna learn it i'm not gonna master it and i'm not gonna do exactly what i said i'm gonna do you know what i'm saying and i think that's how we gotta move through the world i you know we have no choice yeah we literally yeah. have no choice that's super no choice. dope though. i never thought about that like the business owners that are just starting in this pandemic have no other reference so this is you know, it's gonna sharpen you even more because you don't you don't desire the way it used to be. Like mm-hmm. this is what it was, and you only have to innovate from here on out. That's that's yeah. crazy. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely dope. So, man, we definitely appreciate you uh, for kind of taking time out of your schedule to kind of um, join with us and partake in this interview. Um, 
and just kind of continue to put out that positivity that you're you're doing so well. Um, I want to. I do want to ask. Uh, uh, what books are you reading right now? Yeah, um, man. I'm reading a lot. Selfish question for him. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Really a, it really is a selfish question because I like one of the things I on my goal for this year is to read probably like fifty to seventy five books a year, this year. Yeah. So um, I got a few books, man. I wish I had them all down here. I just went to Mahogany Books. I just finished today. I just finished Will Smith autobiography. Mm. If you haven't read that joint. It's one of the best books I've ever, I've ever read in my life. I I thought the ending could have been a little stronger, but it was a it was a powerful, 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 especially black men like young. That joint is is great. Gotcha. I'm right now. I'm reading the E uh, E Myth Mastery. Um, this is all about business. You know what I'm saying? Just you know marketing and strategies and just the understanding of um, just business. I'm also reading. Uh, I just got a, a, a collection of James Baldwin nonfiction, all of his nonfiction writing. Um, mm. That journey is about 900 pages. So I'm a, I love James Baldwin. I don't know if you get like The Fire Next Time is a real good book by James Baldwin. But mm. I, I really get into James Baldwin. I'm in a black male book club, um, a black dad's book club. Um, I ain't been reading that book, though, because I don't really like it. So <laughs> they, I'll be always in the, uh, in the conversations trying try and wing it because they know I ain't reading. Um, and I'm rereading some, I'm about to start rereading some, you know, Bell Hooks just passed. Um, so I don't know if y'all are into Bell Hooks, but uh, a real good Bell Hooks book is Rock My Soul. Um, mm -hmm. And it's written directly for um, black men. Uh, and the last joint I'm reading, Jason Reynolds, I'm reading a, um, what is it? It's like a kid's, it's a, he, he writes for teenagers um, so it's a graphic novel. Um, what is the name of this joint? Uh, man, Jason gonna kill me, dog. I forget the name <laughs> of this book, but it's his newest book. Jason Reynolds is from Prince George's County too. Okay. So, but he's a, um, New York times bestseller travels all over the place. He's an amazing brother. Um, but I'm reading his book too. So those are joints that I'm, I'm kind of on right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I I've been training myself too. It's funny you talk about books, man, because I've I've gotten in a habit a little bit of when I get up in the morning, getting on my phone instead mm -hmm. of grabbing a book. Um, so I'm trying to reorganize my morning routine while I'm grabbing a book. And I see the way you be working out heavy, dog. So I've been trying like get y'all <laughs> swole a little bit, uh, <laughs> hit my Peloton up, trying you know what I'm saying trying to get my morning routine because that those first two few hours of the day is is the most critical to get your day started. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, actually, that's one of the things I did recently is just kind of re readjusting my personal schedule and kind of in, like start to invest more in myself, like my morning meditation time. Like I usually I would just go to the gym first. Now I just kind of switched it. Like I do my morning devotional meditation time before I go to the gym. That helps me get my day started, you know, map out my day um, and just kind of help help me you know be more structured. Yeah. Also give me a little flow like a skeleton, you know. Yeah, that's I, tight. I understand. I understand. It's not you know. I'm not going to follow it every day, but as long as I got a baseline. Yeah, that's it. it. My wife' job and keep keeping me on. Like she she joined this like, and that's you see that's something that men. It's a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, bro. I don't know if you was trying to close up, but it's oh, a no, lot of stuff <laughs> like men men don't have that. Mm. And I feel like black women just have, bro. Like she's in this like black women exercise group something. And they get up in the she get up in the morning. She got like affirmations she says, and she gets up and exercises. They got like meetings and stuff, and she start getting up like at six in the morning. I'm like, "Where you going?" She's like, "I'm going to work out." I'm like, 
well, shoot, I'm, I'm not not going to work out. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get up and, you know what I'm saying? Eat a better breakfast and, and, and start reading and just start doing things that are that that are feeding my brain. And I realized the more I do that, the more positive talk I have in my own head. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's important to kind of feed that, man, to feed to feed ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's, that is the most important thing that we can do as black men is to feed ourselves good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So definitely, definitely appreciate that. Uh, being as though you're, you're from PG, like to end on a lighter note. Uh, yeah. Uh, are, are you a fan of what they, what they call it, mumbo sauce? What's that? Are you talking about? He's embarrassed. Hold on, you ain't from PG, Dwayne. You're not from here. I'm not from PG, so yeah. no. But, but so so, who has the best mumbo sauce? That, that's oh my want. god, man! That's, the way that. you said it, just it just. It, <laughs> Me and EJ was like, oh man, come on. Every, you know what I'm saying? The, the <laughs> you, oh, but whole time, whole time, you know, I got a plug black business, Capital City Mumbo Capital Sauce. City, got the yeah. uh-huh. sauce. I'm they, a plug they package in there joint everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm plugging yeah. them all day. Capital now, City. I've, seen, I, I've seen Capital City up in here at, at, like, at our supermarket. So I've seen yeah. them up in, uh, in in New York recently. They just got, a, they just got a, a super uh, distribution there. I'm yeah. size for them. You know what I'm saying? Capital hard. City Mumbo. Um, yeah, and so that's what I'm always gonna celebrate is is you know what I'm saying us, but you know what I'm saying to carry out carry out is where we grew up out of that boy, like the carry out where you go. You know what I'm saying? Salt, pepper, ketchup, mumble on everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I can't get. I mean, I can't get with it, man. You know, I'm from New York. I can't. Oh I, what? Oh yeah, man! I, I'm it, talk, man. I, I didn't even realize it was two foreigners in here. Hold on, time yeah, out, man. It, man. Hold on, time I can't out. Nah, I just stick with my salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. That's all. Hold on, y'all never gonna eat mumbo sauce. Oh man, forget that. I mean, whole I, part, I, I, I never, I never really did like, like y'all. I mean, honestly, me growing up in New York, like y'all got the, the old, like they got the old bay in Baltimore, the mumbo sauce and. Like us, I don't really. We we didn't really do the the, the chicken wings. Like the most we might get is fried rice, duck sauce. Yeah, yeah. I just got pizza. I just got. We, pizza. I mean, but we got pizza, and then we got so much. Like you know, the Dominican, the yeah, the Maine, and the Jamaican. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's a lot of variety. What part? Yeah. What area you grew up in? I grew up in Queens and Long Island. So all right, okay, yeah. So there's there's a, there's a lot of variety. You right yeah. in, uh, yeah. in, in New in New York. I yeah. think I like to say DC PG area. We are. One thing that we are is very unique in mm. our culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I remember going to Baltimore, like 45 minutes north. Like, you go to Baltimore, it's a completely different culture. You go 45 completely minutes different. south, it's a completely different culture. And even That's in true. PG and DC, like, PG has a very specific culture that is quite different from my homies in up, uptown, uptown DC. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, that is one thing north, that I north, really uptown, love. Uptown, the south. Yeah, you know, southeast, northwest, yeah. the southeast is yeah, it's 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 different, different things. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that is one thing that I've always respected and loved about here. Um, it's just the uniqueness of of the city, and I don't know really what it uh, of the area, the DMV, and I I haven't really thought about and put my finger on why it's like that, but um, you I know, think it, I think there's everywhere with our black people, man. Yeah, like, that's true. That's east true. side, East Baltimore to West Baltimore. You're right. You're you right. know, uh, Queens to Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. I, I can spot a Harlem dude 20 a miles mile away. All you, you gotta know? do is look at the hat, bro. Just look yeah, at the hat. Something. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, yeah. You know, it's it's our people have found a way to just create so much within what we've had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it just goes to show 
how much we drive this world in this in this nation in the, yeah. the world in the nation. But yeah, it's it's I, I see it every day. I travel from DC to PG to Baltimore yeah. every day for yeah. work. So it's just like I'm just looking all the time. So it's you know yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. absolutely. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna end on that end on that note, man. Thanks again for yeah. just kind of yeah, uh, man. Sh- sharing your story, sharing your life with us a little bit. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to you know uh, reach out to you? Yeah, so bro, victorious man. On I'm I'm bro victorious on um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, but I think just check out the check out Spizzy. That's probably the best way because my 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 social media is to be private. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> check out drink Spizzy. Drinks busy. I should have had that tagline. Drinks busy is um, is the best way to kind of figure out because drinks busy is is an extension of who I am. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. add drinks busy on all of the um, platforms and all that. That's, so, and that's S P I Z Z Y. Yeah, we got an app too. So go to your phone, hit busy, type in busy on your app store. You know what I'm saying? All that. So yeah. All right, man. We we truly it. truly appreciate that. Once again, we want to thank you all for joining us for unapologetically black male where we talk about surviving the stigma standards and systems make sure you follow us on all social media outlets and stay tuned for next week's episode on unapologetically black male y'all have a great and blessed evening